Hello, and, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, a podcast where we will enlighten you of all the hidden stuff you don't know about careers and creative. This is Catherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this work since 2005 and have learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine. Yes. Do you get excited when you read a job description? Um, in most cases, no. They're <laughs> actually a pretty boring read. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are here to help. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it's really, um, the topic today is about inviting them just a more inviting job description. The, yeah. The, the field is tough to find people. And what's going to make your job description stand out and sound really exciting that people will want to apply to the job? Yeah. I mean, the, the truth is your job description is really a marketing tool. Exactly. You're, you're marketing to a candidate and you're trying to attract someone to come to your company instead of somewhere else or to leave where they are. And so you need to market the job and your company and make it sound interesting and enticing, just mm -hmm. like marketing anything else. And with everybody looking um, for people right now, there's just literally hundreds of job descriptions that are out there. So you really need yours to stand out. And uh, as you fish through resumes, they're going to be fishing through job descriptions to see which ones sound the most interesting. And, you know, it could be based on a lot of different things. Um, the one thing that I like to kind of, you know, kind of put in your mind is when you receive an invitation, for example, like to a party or an event or something, it always sounds very exciting, you know, and it has a nice tone to it. Um, you know, it, you, you're welcoming someone, you're, you know, really asking them to join you. So, how, what about putting that sort of spin into a job description so people will want to join you at your job? That's a great example because uh, even if you think about an uh, event invitation, down below it might have some details and mm -hmm, bullets and exactly mm -hmm. the agenda and all of that, but that's not what they lead with. They right. lead with like, hey, here's this exciting event mm -hmm. and this is who we're celebrating right. and this is why you should attend. The same idea. Here's how you can make a difference, you know, if they're trying to do a fundraiser or something. So the idea is, and this is at least how I like to write job descriptions, is to just kind of sell the company first, sell the position, and then people can read further once you have them hooked, <laughs> um, get to, into more of the details of what the job entails. Yeah, you can always get into the day-to-day -day bullets or the, you know, requirements. And some of that even probably just lives on your job board. Like mm -hmm. the full description could be on your job yes. board. Yes, But maybe what you're posting and sharing in other places is more just the fun invitation mm. to apply. Right. And you could start it off by saying, hey, are you a really creative person? And they're immediately going to say, why, yes, I am. I'm going to read further. <laughs> um, so it's a little bit of that idea and, and how you can kind of just set up the job description. And, and like you said, details below but really sell um, what your company has to offer. And there are a variety of ways that you can do that. Yeah, and I think just like so many of the things that we talk about, this is a lot about putting yourself in the shoes of the recipient. Mm -hmm. So what does that person who's looking or who's potentially open to you know, making a move, what are they looking for? Right. And if you put that stuff forward, growth opportunities, the exciting work your company's doing, mm -hmm. you know, this is a brand mm -hmm. new position, whatever it is, whatever is exciting about it, if you present that up front to them, you know, in, in the way that they're looking for it, it's not about like, this is who we are and this is what we want. Right. It's like, this is what you will get. Right. This is what you'll learn. This is what you'll be doing. Yeah. Cause it could be like, you know, ABZ enterprises was established in 1847 and they have spent years doing blah, blah, blah. You've already lost me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
most because you know it, it's just so basic. I mean, it, it's great that you've been around that long, and, and you're probably a very strong company, and people might want to join you just for that particular reason. But you know, what is going to set years apart that's going to make a person not feel like just another cog in the machine? You know, you can talk about the achievements of the company, things that they have done to you know to help the community or to help their customers or things like that. That alone just is a huge step as far as making a company more attractive. Yeah, and so like your ABC. Uh, example, I mean, you could say we're a 100-year-old company that is moving into the future with technology, mm -hmm. and we're looking for, you know, an amazing marketing person to help us do that. Right. That's exciting. Like, a 100-year-old company is mm -hmm. kind of a cool thing, but you can tell they're modern, too. Right. And that marketing right. person's attracted to that, as opposed to, like, here's our 100-year history of boring, dry stuff. <laughs> right. Right. And we just want someone just to sit in the seat and just do what everybody else has done for the last 100 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, really thinking about it from the Candace point of mm -hmm. view, like, what are they looking for? What's going to make them say, like, yeah, I'm going to quit my job and come work for you, or I'm going to take this job instead of the three others I also got offered. Right, right. And you could also um, really make a list about the reasons that you like working there. You know, there might be, you know, it might be a great commute. It might be, you know, um, the other people are great, but just really write down some of those things of why you like to work there too. Then maybe incorporate that into the job description too as another way to kind of, you know, woo people in. Yeah, I mean, companies that have really strong culture and values, which, I mean, everyone has some, um, leading with some of that in the job description. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you listed the values of your company, you're immediately they're attracting or filtering people, right? Right, and that might do yourself a big favor, too, because some people might look at some of the values and be like, uh, no, I can't do Not that. Not me, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> that is great, because they won't <laughs> apply, and, and there's a job for everyone, so don't feel bad. You know, you need to attract, you know, the, the person that's going to be a fit for you. Like, um, some of the things that, you know, just to kind of spark some ideas, I, I, have, I have a short list, um, just because these are some of the things that people come to look for. They um, want to know how they can help grow the company, for example. So you could have something that says, you can help grow our business by X. And like, okay, well, now I'm an important person versus I'm just going to, you know, make labels all day or something like that. Yeah. You could um, listen to what these people are responsible for, what they're going to particularly own, and make sure that they do own those things. Um, that's always a, a good thing. Um, you could say that you love self-starters. A lot of people like to say that they're a self-starter, so that can go either way. Right. But I think people like to know that they're not going to be micromanaged, for example. Um, but if that is true, you know what? Leave that out. Right. I was going to say. <laughs> if you don't want a self-starter, don't right. ask for one. Only if it's true. Because I think that's one of those things people put all the time. And, they, you know, there's a handful of buzzwords people put. But, like, half the time it's not true about your company. Right. So it's not the right fit for right. that person. Right. Right. Um, you, again, you could talk about um, it's an amazing team to work with. You love the people you work with. I would go back and forth between we're like family. So, like, sometimes people gravitate towards that. Sometimes they don't. But if that's how you truly feel, maybe that's a positive. <laughs> but not everybody's going to you know, necessarily bite at that. Um, you I'd rather be a team. I would rather we're be a team, team too. not a family. It always makes me nervous <laughs> when it's a family because sometimes you got to fire family. <laughs> And sometimes you wouldn't choose your family, but right. you usually get to choose the team you play on, right? Excellent point. Um, you can say things like you believe people, you want people that will believe in the mission. Um, if you have flexible hours, definitely talk about that. And, you know, little things like if you offer free coffee, you would be surprised what how that will sometimes attract people <laughs> to know that their cup of coffee will be waiting for them in, in the morning. But those are just kind of a couple of ideas. And you have to kind of dig deep into what your own company is to figure out what your little known fun things are that would make people want to come to your party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think um, you can also do some of this even by thinking about how you structure the description. Mm -hmm. So you may have more detail and bullets, 
but even thinking about like how you lay it out, you know, it's that above the fold thing we talk about with the resume too. Like what's at the top? So at the top is like these things. This is what you own. This is what you'll grow. This is your day-to-day responsibilities. Here's a day in the life or whatever. Here's the opportunities in this role. And then maybe further down, you know, here's some bullets about the company. Here's some requirements. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. we need X, Y, Z for you to be qualified for this job or that kind of thing. But like telling them right up front all the fun, interesting Mm -hmm, parts about mm -hmm, the job. mm -hmm. So they'll keep reading. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And and like I said, just be a little intrigued on the whole thing. And um, whatever, like I said, you kind of hold near and dear. Those are the things that you would want to necessarily list. And I'm not talking about that you now offer, you know, foosball tables and beanbag chairs. Nobody has ever taken a job for that or stayed for a job for that matter, <laughs> for uh, for beanbag chairs. But, you know, if it's a casual work environment, if it's open office space, if, you know, it's near a park, I mean, all those things are really great things to mention that would attract people. Yeah, I think another mistake a lot of people make is using a lot of um, like internal or industry mm. jargon. Yes. And so, first of all, it's boring and jargony. But <laughs> also, like sometimes people don't know what all that, all those initials or, you know, languages, like just really read your description from sort of the, you know, the everyday applicant. Maybe this person, you know, has the design experience, the marketing experience, but they haven't worked in a financial institution. Don't fill your description with a bunch of financial terms because it doesn't matter. They can learn that. Mm -hmm. But if they don't even understand what they're reading, they're not going to be attracted to it. Right. And you'd be surprised sometimes how sometimes people don't know um, what a lot of those shortcut terms are also. Because, you know, I was working for years in graphic design before, you know, someone, you know, threw out some sort of term, well, we need that in a JPEG or something. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I use it as an example. I don't know if that's exactly the same one, but it was something I was really familiar with. I mean, I kind of knew what that was, but, you know, it was used in a way where I wasn't super familiar with. So, you know, don't, um, don't disqualify, I guess, what a great candidate, a possible great candidate, um, just because they might know, not know one or two of the, the special terms that you use. Yeah, I think if you can look at the like the responsibilities or the day-to-day and just write it in a more broad term. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think like instead of, you know, you will facilitate the blah, blah, blah system with these three departments, et cetera, et cetera, which is so specific to your company, maybe you're just saying like, you're a project manager that is help co- helping coordinate amongst three departments. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. all they need to know for the job. Right. And if you get so into that other detail, it's almost, it's like too much. Mm-hmm, or someone mm-hmm. saying like, am I qualified or does this sound right. interesting? And people will disqualify themselves for that. But like, mm-hmm. I can't understand this. So clearly I'm not a good candidate. And you don't, you want to, again, get more people to the table to have a conversation with and not start, start excluding people or having people self-select. Yeah. And I think this is so hard because you're in your own bubble, mm-hmm. right? Like you're in your company and you're, using this language and it's all just so natural makes sense to you so I don't know have you ever had somebody like read your description like someone else like an outsider mm, that's a good idea I I haven't actually done that to be honest but I, I think it's a really good idea now yeah. that, that we say it out loud it might be interesting to just have someone who's you know enough in the industry to understand what you're <laughs> just, talking about just ask them, would you want this job yeah <laughs> is this interesting or just like what what do you get stuck on? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe there's a way to rephrase it or simplify where do, it. Where do we lose your attention? I mean, yeah. you know, if it's too long, sometimes people might not get that far right. down into it. If you have 47 bullet points, can you get down to like the 15 that are most important? Right. The rest, you know, you can always have, I think this is a good point too. You can have a full job description that, you know, lives in your HR world and is like the description for the position when the person is, you know, 
interviewing, accepting, and whatever, that does not have to be the description that you're putting out in the world to attract people. And right. I think that's a mistake I see a lot, too. You see this very elaborate, detailed description, which is maybe required within the company, mm-hmm. but then that's what people are posting to right. try to attract someone. It's just too much. Right. You need the simple, you know, marketing version. Exactly. You need to market that job, not just have every level of detailed bullets. <laughs> right. It's, you know, again, it's it's just fun and inviting and and kind of a quick read or at least an enjoyable read. Um, sometimes people, too, get really weighed down on what the requirements are, too. And I would really caution people to only list the ones that are absolutely positively vital. If you're kind of wishy-washy on some, you say so or you know like this would all what would be great is if you also had or yeah. or things Bonus like that yeah is this mm-hmm. but don't make everything seem required exactly um because there are many people who read through that and see just you know one thing that they can't do and then not apply and it's like well that wasn't even really the most important thing if they could do everything else they can yeah. learn that yes. um so that's another way to kind of make it so you get, will get more people applying for your job by just opening that door just a little bit and, and say that, you know, some of these people could be qualified and we'll just teach them. Yeah, maybe it's taking a look at it and just saying, like, what on this description is absolutely a must-have? Like, I won't consider somebody if they don't have X. Mm-hmm. And take everything else off. Or, or say, you know, bonus mm-hmm. if you have XYZ but not required. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. But really, like, check yourself on how much do I have on here because if I have anything on there that isn't super important to me, but someone else might actually use it to disqualify themselves, that might be a great candidate I didn't get to talk to. Exactly, exactly. Then that's obviously less people that are sending their resume to you. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's just easy to get caught up in like a giant wish list. Mm-hmm. And that that's not what the published job post is about. Again, you can get to that level once they've applied and you're interviewing and you're talking about like literally every single day what are you working on and, and all of that. That's like the next level. But you don't need to publish all that out into the world. <laughs> right. Right. And maybe that's uh, more part of a formal uh, interview too. You can kind of ask questions. Can you also do this? Can you also do this? What's your comfort level with this? Um, some people might list, you know, they have to be an expert in Microsoft Word. Well, what if they're pretty good? You know, do they have to be an expert? You know, um, so really kind of vet those sort of things as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of it is, like you said, making it fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. You're inviting person to your party. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a party working here. Please come join us. Don't and make then, it a hassle where they got to bring a dish now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and making it fun. Like, so they'll say, yes, I do want to come to your party. And I just have to show up. That's awesome. Everything's provided. <laughs> um, another thing too, that I think people do is um, they will try and jam two job descriptions into one role too. And I think that's another cautionary thing only because again, it's too many checkboxes for people to have and not everybody has those skills. So the, if you really want that, you know, just be prepared for a long search, I guess. Um, but really think about, could that be two roles? Could that be best handled by maybe two more junior people versus one super expert that knows all of these sort of things? Yeah. Because that, that, that chases a, people away too. That's a great point. And we see that pretty often. I think a lot of times, I mean, it's, you know, genuine. It, sometimes it comes out of, you know, trying to replace somebody who did do both mm-hmm. of those things, but they evolved into it over like, five years they took on this other task and then it became part of their job. Well, expecting to find someone else who has done both of those things is, is just generally not that realistic. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, could you split it? Could you, or at least wait, like this one is way more important. Mm-hmm. We can teach them this other part. Like maybe, I don't know, you need a designer who can also write some copy. Well, which is most important if they really need to be a good designer 
the copy's pretty straightforward and you can, you know, help them get a little bit better at it. They have to be a decent writer, mm-hmm. but they don't have to be an excellent writer or it could be the other way around. They have to be an amazing writer, but they just have to be able to do some design stuff because they're also posting on social media. But right. you can teach them some of the basics they need to edit images and that kind of thing. It's like if you need somebody to do two distinct things, mm-hmm. like you said, can you break it apart or at least decide which one is much more important and then what's the minimum required on the other side? Because you could train, you know, train somebody oh, absolutely. up if they have absolutely. the minimum. But yeah, if the, the most of the weight of the job is on the writing, you know, interview for that. And, yes. you know, typically if they're a creative person, they can do both, but I, that's not always a case, but if they've had some experience and usually a lot of people have had some, um, you might find a good candidate that way. But again, if you automatically exclude people, you're not going to get as many as you might like. Yeah. Being just really clear about what's most important to you, because maybe you know it, but if you're not saying it in the description, then they don't see it. And they might just, again, take themselves out of the running. Exactly. So um, just to kind of go back to the beginning of this conversation, because I, I really do believe that this is the most important part is when you are writing the job description, just in that first paragraph, really just sell the company, make it a fun place to be. Um, you're, you're, you could be a law firm, and technically it's not a party, but you know, just kind of keep that in the back of your mind as you're writing the words. You can keep them, you know, still serious. But again, if you're reading it, you're like, well, I don't, I work here, and, and reading this, I don't want to work here. <laughs> um, but there's got to be something there, like a, about growth or about. Um, like I said, that's a great place of work or the people that you're helping. I mean, all of those are wonderful add-ons. Yeah. Like you said, maybe it's a law firm, but they're doing really important work. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, you know, they help people help do families certain things or they or help, they, you know, they do big corporate mergers or mm-hmm. whatever. Like they do something interesting. Mm-hmm. Every business does something interesting. So you have to, to put that out there. Exactly. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic you'd like to hear about, please send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. Please subscribe and join us next time for more creative career tips.